Okay, let's turn to Acts chapter 8. Acts 8. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read the whole uh, from 26 right to the end of the chapter. Uh, we'll pray and we'll, uh, we'll unpack this. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning, and sitting in his chariot read Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. Philip ran thither to him and heard him read uh, the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? He desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb before, uh, uh, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And and who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at that same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they would come out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, and the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Let's pray. Our great God, you just unfold, open to us our understanding, we would have the mind of Christ and we would understand this as Christ understands us and we would love this like, like you love this, like you love your word. Uh, you said you have honored your word above your name. We would sense that here this morning. We would enter into this story and we would uh, obtain the things that you have for us here this morning. In Jesus' great name we pray, amen. The angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south on the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And Philip said, You kidding me? <laughs> I mean, I got this incredible ministry going here in Samaria. And people are getting saved, and people are getting delivered from demons, and people are getting healed, and people are getting filled with the Spirit. And now you want me to go? And none of that. I'm ad living, you know. None of that. Was all those things true? Yes. And I've said this a lot of times. Doesn't God have the right to move the checker pieces around the che or the chess pieces around the chessboard? Make it checkers, make it chess, whatever you play, it don't matter. Uh, doesn't he have the right to, to move us and to, 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 to put us wherever he wants us? Yes. Uh, now, and I've said this before. I'm sorry if, you, if I repeat myself, but... <laughs> that's the way it is I don't know what else to say I've said this before uh, love to see him come hate to see him go in this like when people come it's all exciting and yay church is going people leave it's like oh uh, Ken says preach to the parade 
uh, Ken says that, my pastor. Um, is he not competent or not good? No, I think he's too good sometimes. He's not trying to build a church. He's trying to teach the saints of God what the scripture says. And he's often said things like, you know, when uh, he, he, he'll talk and, and like he'll talk against abortion, all the pro-life people are like, yeah, yeah, get him, get him, sick him, you know, and, and they're all like, oh, he's the greatest and stuff. And then he'll preach on giving. And someone will say, oh, that bum, he just wants my wallet. He says, you know, it's, it, we're, we're just delivering the mail. That's all we do here, you know. Uh, I don't, know, I don't know how to say this. I'm not apologizing for the Word of God. I always say this. If you find yourself at odds with what the Bible's saying, you're the one who needs to change. You're not going to change Scripture. Uh, and, and, and I want you to understand that. But, but when I sacrifice your sacred cow, and when I, and when I preach at something you're, teach at something you're at odds with, no apologies. And if you don't like it, there's the door. And people use the door. And it's always like, ugh. And... But God can move his people as he sees fit. And that's always a good thing. You know, I, I think Calvary Chapel is a perfect fit for everybody. I think it's, if you're a, if you're a loser, <laughs> sorry, but <laughs> you, you, here you go. You can't make it here. You can't make it anywhere. We're the last stop. I always think, you know, you come in and you don't look so good. You got all torn up and you're not even clean shaven. And you're, look at it, you're wearing jeans to church. We're gonna say, we don't care. We don't care. You show up sometimes, other times you don't. We're, we're good. We're, we're, I don't I won't say I'm good with that, but I'm like, that, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. I, I can live with it, right? You don't give. It's, yeah, all right. Welcome. Come on in. You, you don't even like Jesus. And he's like, come on, come on. We'll, we'll tell you about him. You'll, we'll convert you. We'll, we'll, there's, no, there's no one at the door, like, checking you and checking you over and asking you questions. And I'm not really a high-pressure guy. I figure the, God will do the work that God wants to do. I'm just going to teach fearlessly because if I end up hurting people's feelings and they go away, nothing I can do. I can't soften it so that, and pull any punches so that, you know, if the word challenges you, it's like, that, that's fine. Okay, I can, I can live with that. But people come and people go. And here, and God has a right to do that. So sometimes people go because they got ministry here, and that's like, we shake hands, we hug, and we, oh, it's so sad. But God can do that. And this is what he's doing here in this situation. Philip ain't leaving because he's got bruised ego or nothing. Philip's leaving because the Spirit of God's calling him on to a different ministry. Well, he's got these amazing group of people he's, he's ministering to. And hadn't God said, Jerusalem, uh, uh, Judea, Samaria, and he's in Samaria. He's doing what God has said. Is he, is he faithful? Yes, he is. Is God calling him away from his faithful work? Yes, God is. And God can do that. And here the angel of the Lord, it's the angel of the Lord. It's not just, uh, you know, a, a demonic angel posing. It's the actual angel of the Lord, and he's giving a message, obviously from God, because God's holy angels don't make up and ad-lib as they go along. They bring a message from God, and here's the message. Hey, you got to go down to the south, toward Gaza. It's, it's a deserted place, all right? And this is, Samaria's up in the north, above Jerusalem. You go down through Jerusalem, down through the south, all the way into the Negev here. It's, it's a long journey. That don't matter, because God says what God says, and you've got to do what God says. Does, uh, does God know it's a long journey? Yeah. People are already in Jerusalem. Can he send some of those guys? Yeah. Well, why does he use Philip? I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. I always think like this is like, 
God will use you. God will use me. It's availability, I think, is one thing. And then the other part about it is, I don't know, because maybe Philip is uniquely qualified to minister to the Ethiopian. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. He arose and he went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority, under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, had come to Jerusalem for to worship, and he's returning, okay? So that's setting the table, what we're going to examine here. And this, the Holy Spirit of God uh, says, hey, focus on this guy, this Ethiopian eunuch. Uh, when I was in Haiti, and I had a chance to, when uh, the, the, the guy who brought us to Haiti, he's a pastor too, but he like has other focuses, and so he said, oh, you're a pastor, good, you're preaching them all. And so I'm working with my interpreter, and uh, uh, we're, 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 and that's hard to do, by the way. You say a line, and he says a line. You get this cadence going. It's kind of like a little sing-song thing. And so I'm talking to him. This is what I'm, because I thought, like, okay, Haitians are very dark, complected people. And I thought they would like the fact that the Ethiopian, and they would connect the dots, and God ministers to me. He loves me. He'll go out of his way to minister to me. And I didn't emphasize that in the teaching, but I was hoping that they'd connect the dots. Uh, whether it's a white audience or black audience, this is an awesome story, I don't care. So uh, I, was, I was doing that, and so I was talking to the guy, and I said, um, okay, he's a, he's a eunuch, and he looked at me like, you know, I'm speaking Chinese, and I don't know from eunuch. And so I said, well, look in, uh, what does your Bible say? And he's a mahaf, he's a bigwig, he's a, and he is that. He's a, you know, a you know, guy with a lot of uh, power and a lot of authority. And, but uh, I said, okay, eunuch, uh, Okay, you know when you have a bull and you have cows and the bull won't leave the cows alone and so you call the vet and he goes snip, snip, snip. That's a eunuch. And I was trying to explain such. He's horrified. Okay, <laughs> he's horrified. They don't have a word for it in Haiti. They don't have a word for it. If, they, he has to, if he has to share that, he has to describe the bull and the cow and the snip, snip and all that stuff. And he's horrified at the prospect of it. I said... Okay, he doesn't have to be, for our story, he doesn't have to be a eunuch. But I want you to know he is a eunuch. And by the way, you know what that means, okay? I've already, and if you don't, I've already explained it enough that that's as far as we're going with this. Is that important? I think it is at the end of the story. I think it, as we connect some dots, I think it's going to be important. And why are the eunuchs in, in the old days anyway? I mean, we don't really have them now, per se. Because if you have like a, if you're in charge of the harem, Okay, we don't want you doing any untoward activities, so we're going to make it so that you can't. Uh, if you're one of my servants, the king says, you know, I want you to focus on your task and don't focus on anything else. So that's one of the reasons. We don't want you to steal from the treasury, what, to give it to your kids in perpetuity, because you know, guess what? You're not going to have any. Uh, and see, I think the, I think the ca Catholic Church tried to do that with abstinence. You know what I mean? It hasn't worked out real good. And that's all I'm going to say there. I'm not Catholic bash. I'm, I'm saying I think that was what was behind that. You know, we're taking church property, taking offering money, taking this type of stuff and giving it to our next of... And church property went to your sons and your daughters rather than going to the church it was supposed to. And th I think they're trying to fix that by... And they didn't do a good job of it. Okay? I think the, the other way to do it is how about just honesty? I mean, I haven't touched a nickel of offerings since I've been here. I don't know who gives. I don't know how much is given. Well, we have a report quarterly and stuff like that, and that's fine. That's another way to do it. Just get the guy so his hands on in the, and then, you know, it's not just the question of, you know, uh, 
so does integrity. I mean, that, that could work too. And I'm kind of glad that I don't have to be celibate to serve God. Just, I, I mean, while we're in the neighborhood, all right. He, he, this, so this man of Ethiopia, Ethiopia is an African country. I think this is the same. Uh, the, the, the queen of Sheba comes and visits uh, Solomon. And there's tradition that when she went back to this land, she went back bearing Solomon's child. But you think, not Solomon. Uh, the guy with uh, 700 wives and 300 concubines? Possibly. I don't want to have that ruin your, your picture of Solomon in your mind, but possibly, okay? And maybe even probably. Because the gospel or the, the belief in uh, uh, Yahweh God yod Vavhe, the God of Israel, goes to Africa. And this is probably that same link. Now, Candace here is a, is a title. It's like Pharaoh, okay? Uh, but he's in charge of all the treasury. So he's, he's uh, by the way, I've been watching videos. I usually like listen to a lot of teaching, preaching on a, on a passage. But I haven't done that in the book of Acts at all. I'll listen to the Bible on my Blue Letter Bible, and there's a selection you can make, listen to the chapter seven times. And then there's another selection, listen to the chapter and then through the rest of the book. And I've been doing that every week, okay, in preparation and praying and thinking about it and praying, all right, what do you want me to emphasize? I don't just give you everything I know. I just I try to focus on what I feel like God's emphasizing, okay? Uh, but I've been watching some videos to augment because I like to see what others' interpretation of that. And there was a Lego one. <laughs> that was the best one as far as I was concerned. And there's one that's out there. It's like uh, Roma Downey. It was called, it's called like A.D. Chronicles. I don't, I don't know. It's putrid is gracious, okay? Uh, Does this fill in a lot of stuff wrong? That's all. Uh, but there was some, you know, kind of, and, you know, low-budget kind of really B or even C kind of attempts at this. And some of them were faithful to the text, some of them weren't. Like I say, I think the Lego one was the best one, but, uh, and I'm usually not a Lego guy. But anyway, uh, be that as it may, uh, um, so I've been watching this, and like I say, some got it right, some added. I didn't think anything was added to my understanding this week of when I watched the videos. So he's coming back. He's, he went to Jerusalem for the worship. Uh, what did he see? He saw religion. He saw much hypocrisy. He saw the reason Jesus cleansed the temple. Jesus is dead, buried, resurrected, ministering to the disciples for 40 days, and now back into heaven at this point. What happened to the, the Jewish ritual around the, that's a, that's a cash cow. That would, I, I would imagine that went right back into the way it was. So he comes, and he said, okay, hey, you're here. That's great. Yeah, come on in. Oh, here and no further. Court of the Gentiles. You can't be in the inner circle because you're, oh, eunuch? <laughs> yeah, okay, out here because for a lot of reasons now, right? He's a foreigner. He can't come close. Um, you can give. We like that. Oh, you show up with a lot of money. Whoo, great, great. You can make wonderful sacrifices. Here's the lamb. And they had the same money change thing and everything. He would see the hypocrisy. He's not a stupid man, obviously. Uh, to have that sort of uh, position, he would have to have something going on here, uh, I, I would suggest. 
And so he probably saw the, the, the shallowness, the emptiness of it. But they sold him a scroll. This was big, big money. Now, I haven't had a Bible like you guys got a Bible or a Bible app. Imagine that, free Bible in a million languages and a thousand versions. I just, that just is so mind-blowing. Do you realize what we have available to us? Incredible time to be alive. He would pay through the nose for a, a handwritten, I mean, it's, right? That's all they had. Scroll of Isaiah. And that was a treasure. And he's coming back with, I think, the only thing that made the trip anywhere near worthwhile. That's, 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 that's my take on it. He's returning, he's sitting in his chair, he's reading Isaiah the prophet. Why? Because he bought the scroll. He didn't buy the whole Bible. Maybe he did. All, oh, it'd be 20-something books, depending on how you count them. They have to say, you know, Israel today, they have the same Bible as our Old Testament. They count it different. There's a different number of books, but not, it's the same material. Because like 1 and 2 Samuel, it's the same book. They have like they call the 12 it's the minor prophets. We have 12 different books. They have one scroll. It's all on that. So the, the accounting works out for, it's a different number. So I was going to say, well, they come back, he come back with all the, then I thought like, no, he didn't. Uh, but maybe he bought everything they had. I don't know. He's, he's, he's probably very wealthy. He probably could have. But they sell him this scroll. We know he's got Isaiah. He's got a treasure. He's headed back to Ethiopia. What's he doing? He's reading from the scroll of Isaiah. And the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself in this chariot. Now, what did that sound like? Was that an audible voice? I don't know. Was that like, have you, anyone here besides me ever felt like the Spirit of God was talking to you, ordering you, like, wasn't a chariot, but hey, go share the gospel with that person? Anyone here besides me ever felt that? Did you, was it audible? It's good, raise your hand if it's audible, if you actually heard the voice of God or the, or the voice of the Holy Spirit. Hey, 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 it's okay. It's okay. If you think that's how, uh, if that's what happened to you, I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, you're a liar. You're, a, no, you're, you're, I believe you. Your testimony is, unless I found you to be a liar, it's, it's safe with me. I'm not, I'm not going to gainsay that. That could happen. Some of us have just felt like God was saying this. Is it, what was this? Because was we don't know. We, it, it says here that the Spirit said unto Philip, said unto him audibly, I don't know. Gave him a strong impression on his heart. I don't know. I do know this. And I told Sue's like this. Like she says, well, I really feel like God's telling me to. And what have I always said? Well, you should do what God's telling you to do. I love the fact that she runs it by me. I think that's a wonderful thing. Because I have a chance to say, no. Look at this verse. This is what you don't. Do I do that? I'm trying to think of a time when I have. She knows scripture. Okay, she's no empty-headed little ninny. If she's thinking God's put the impression on my heart, guess what? God probably put that impression on her heart. And as her husband, I don't want to stand that way. I want to, I want to aid and abet the Spirit of God in your life and say, well, go for it. You've got to do. And I've said this, how many times in our marriage? And you, you can say, uh, I've said so many times, well, you've got to do what God, you feel like God wants you to do. And I've said that too. What is that? Listen, if the Holy Spirit audibly speaks to me, I don't care what you think. I don't care what anyone thinks. I'm going to do that, right? But when I have this impression, and is that like a, thus saith the Lord? Well, it is to some people. Uh, you know, God said we could sleep together. We're going to get married anyway. Did God say that? No. 
No, I got verses. You're wrong. Did you have an impression? Yeah, you might have. I, I can tell you where it came from. It didn't come from the Holy Spirit of God because he, he calls us to be holy. So, you know, people say to me, well, God told me, and then I get, they go to this place where I can't, they're in a safe space, and I can't question it. I can't say anything about it. I can't, because God told them. Did he? I don't know. Again, if I have verses, no, he didn't tell you sleep with your boyfriend. No, no, no. wrong answer. But the other thing, when he gives us a strong impression, is that the voice of God? I, I, I always want to be obedient to what I think God's calling me to do, even if it's just a strong impression. I haven't heard the audible voice. Okay? What, how about, whatever it means. First he sees an angel, so he knows, okay, this is, this is different. Today's a different day. Uh, so I'm going, right? Now he's there. There's nobody around. It's a deserted place. He sees this Ethiopian eunuch, and he said, I'm, I'm sure he's wondering, you know, is this what I'm here for, Lord? And the Spirit of God says, yep, go join yourself to the chariot. And Philip ran. Now, don't overlook that. Philip ran. Because I want to be the first to be obedient to God. I want to get there first. I want to I do what God told me to do, and I want to do it now. We have this theological term for delayed obedience. We call it disobedience. Finally, if you get there, praise God. I mean, that's a wonderful thing. But in the interim, it's like, uh, I don't know. Uh, should I? Uh, just run. Run to be obedient. Because this guy here, I'm thinking he's getting extra points for this. I don't know how it works in heaven on, like, payday. You know what I mean? But I think, like... Uh, the Spirit of God says, hey, go join yourself. Gone. The echo of the Spirit's words haven't died down, and he's, he's on it like a hornet. So he's, he ran thither to, to him, and, and when, as he, so he gets to the point where he gets, comes up to the chariot, and, he, and he, he, he heard him read the prophet Isaiah. Why? I'm sure he's got an entourage. He's not one solitary figure in the desert. This guy's got money. Uh, some people say, you know, it looked like a wagon or a sedan chair, depending on what video I was watching, right? And it could be any of those things. Um, so it's not like, you know, him making his way through this hot. He's, you know, hey, give me some more grapes there, and they'd come and feed him grapes or whatever. I mean, got, the guy's got power. He's got influence. He's got money, right? And I bet he's reading it out loud for the benefit of those in his, in his party, in his entourage, and so now Philip hears him, and he says to him, do you know what you're reading? That's a good question. That's a good question. And he says, and I think it's a, such an honest answer, how can I accept some man should guide me? Can you read Scripture and understand it? Yes, 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 yes. And did I mention yes? You have the same access, the same spirit of God that I have. But listen to others around you as well. We have people, and make them solid. There's so much good teaching. I just, it makes me cringe. I hear some people, and I can name names. I don't generally. But I have people, oh, yeah, I listen to this prophetess, this. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I'm listening to this one. I'm thinking, why are you, that's. That's vomit that you're munching on there. Oh, I know enough to, to eat the meat and spit out the bones. I ain't chewing on vomit to just see if I can find bones and spit it out. There's so many good teaching around. And people have asked me, and I've shared, I've said, well, I like this one a lot, I like this one a lot. This one's really good on eschatology, this one's good on soteriology. And if you're really looking at, like, church and what, and this one here is the best. And I, I'll, I'll give you my opinion. What's my opinion? It's my opinion. It's like anything else, right? Everyone's got an opinion. 
But I think it's kind of a learned opinion. And you'll say, well, I've been listening to that, and it's a female, stop. Is, is there any females you should listen to? Yes, yes. Uh, Elizabeth Elliot, was, she's gone, but a lot of her teaching on Blue Letter Bible, she's wonderful. I've never had anything. I've listened to her. She said, she's a woman. You don't listen. Yeah, I do. She's teaching other women, and I can listen in if I want, and she's rock solid. And there are ones. The one that you're always advocating, I would never, ever, but that's, I'm just saying. And then there's others. I mean, you know, you've got to listen to people. He, he's looking for a guide. I need that. I need that. Listen, I've been saved since I was 20. I've been reading the Bible. Listen, I'm not 20, I'm almost 60. That's like four decades of Bible reading. You think I know a few things when you're reading the Bible? 40 years, you think you might learn something along the way? You can't even help from it. But you've got to take in good stuff. It's the only way you learn it good. And, and he's, he's humble enough to receive. Listen, I, I listen to more sermons than any of you all week long. I'm sure I do. And I still got to receive. Well, I'm on the top of the pyramid. I don't, that's arrogant, stupid, and you just, you're just setting yourself up for a big fall. He's, he's, how can I accept some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. Hey, you know what's going on here. I'd sure appreciate some insight. Praise God. God, help us to be that humble person who can receive from you through another brother or sister. Sisters got it going on too? Of course they do. I don't, I don't have any problem with women. I don't have any problem with women teaching. I just have a problem with women pastoring churches because I think the scripture clearly says that. And if you show me why I'm wrong, I, I, I'd, I'd entertain that. I, I was listening to one, it was a sharpening report, which thing I don't really like. And he had this guy on, uh, this, this guy, I mean, had this woman on pastorette, and she was talking about all that, and she went through these huge histrionics to explain away some verses, and I think nobody in the world, normal, would come at that with that interpretation, just reading that. And when she went through this great, big, long, it was piffle, doggerel, and sophistry. And no meat at all, it was all bones. Just saying, it was vomit. Let's go back to that. Okay, so this is what he's reading. The place of scripture we read was this. He was led as a sheep to the sh uh, slaughter, as a lamb bef uh, dumb before his share, so he opened not his mouth. That's Isaiah 53. We read that sometimes. Uh, when we have communion, I always read that. I, I would challenge anyone who's uh, Jewish to open up their Bible, read Isaiah 53, and not see Jesus Christ. Well, they say it's about them. Well, it is about them. It is about the Hebrew, uh, the Jewish uh, um, race. Yes, it is, to a degree. But Jesus shadows the human race. He's, he's like, you know what it says, like, out of Egypt I have called my son? That's, that's, but then, we, don't we see that? And Matthew says, but that's fulfilling the prophecy about Jesus. It was about Israel, and it was about Jesus. And you can, I can connect dots all day long about Israel and Jesus. But, you know, cut off out of the land of the living. Well, that's the diaspora. Yeah, I see that. And he shall prolong his days. Well, that's the regathering of it. Yeah, yeah. But there's some things like, you know, that don't, that don't exactly fit at all. Uh, and, of course, this was the, the problem with the Ethiopian eunuch. Look at it. He had never heard of the Holocaust, the Ethiopian eunuch. Neither did Philip. And Philip's saying, 
Okay, that's about Jesus. So I remember the first time I heard somebody preach on this. Because I, I had already known Isaiah 53. And he says, wherever you know, people are reading, or t- just make a beeline for Jesus. And I thought, like, yeah, I agree with that. I'll, I'll buy that. No, no doubt, no doubt. Of course, Isaiah, Isaiah 53 is a better springboard than most. But it's all about Jesus. She says, you search the scriptures, you think of them, you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. Uh, there's nothing in... And, and by the way, you see, you're reading the scripture and you're thinking like, oh, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. What is this here for? What's, what's this all about? You throw Jesus into the middle of that and see if that doesn't unlock all the doors. I can go on and on at length about this. But I, but I don't want to digress. We got a lot on our plate this morning. So he's like a sheep before his, uh, like a lamb uh, dumb before his chair, so he opens not his mouth. To the point where Pilate is amazed. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. Was Jesus humiliated? Oh, he was humbled. Why? Was he proud? No. He was suffering for our sin. There was humiliation involved. His judgment was taken away. His justice. Did Jesus receive justice? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, uh, he's innocent, he's innocent, he's innocent, he's innocent. Go ahead and crucify him. I mean, no. Justice, no. Uh, the, the guilty went free. Who's the guilty? You, me, uh, typified by Barabbas, the son of a father. That's, that's you. That, that, that would be me. So the, the guilty gets off scot-free. And what happens to the innocent? His justice was taken away. Uh, and who shall declare his generation? Why? What do you mean? For his life is taken from the earth. It's a little more unclear in the Old Testament in King James while reading it. But this is, the, the, this is what it means. His life is taken from the earth. Dead. If your life is taken from the earth, that means you're not alive anymore. And the, uh, the eunuch answered, uh, answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet, this of himself or of some other man? Again, make a beeline for Jesus. But he's it's speaking of Jesus. There's no, it's not like he's, he's ad-libbing here. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at that same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Because that's who it's about. Again, challenge to all... Anyone who ever downloads this who's Jewish, I just read it. It's about Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came into a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here's water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? It's a good question. What doth hinder him to be baptized? There's no reason at all. Now, this is a this is a extraordinary to me. We kind of we fight to get people baptized. And not me, because Again, I'm, not, I'm the low-pressure salesman guy, right? I don't I try to, like, twist your arm. Or if you're doing something out of compulsion, what's the sense? So I, I'm, I'm kind of a low... And, uh, too much of the chagrin of some people. Oh, you should, you should, and you should be forceful. I'm mean, teaching the Scripture forcefully how it affects you and what you should do. What, am I going to call you out right here, right from the platform? You should be baptized. You should give more. You should... Be in church more. You should. What, I, I'm not. No, no. I ain't gonna, I'm not going to do that. I don't think it's effective. One, and then of course, like you know, I, I want to be gracious. I mean, I just do. So I don't call people to be baptized. I don't call you know like challenge people. This guy here, he's challenging Philip. Hey, dude, water. It's a desert place. I'm. I, mean, I have this opportunity again. Uh, I want to be baptized. 
What is preventing me from be, being baptized? Here's the answer. Well, if you believe, you can be baptized. Yeah, sure. Now, I went to church and they gave you know, baptism classes. It was like a six-week class and stuff like that. There are some places like you can't be baptized unless you've been saved for about a year and they, you have, you know, you're attending this and they say you're for real and stuff like this. I'm not even that opposed to anything like that. But I don't want to add to Scripture what Scripture doesn't say. Here, he believes, and that's the qualification. We always want to hear you say it. We always want to, you know, we quiz. And, you know, parents ask, look, you know, can uh, little Johnny or little Susie, no, Johnny's a Susie's there, is there? Uh, can they be baptized? You know, what, well, how old do they have to be? I, you know, I, I've said this all the time. Um, you know, Jesus says, uh, you know, don't prevent the children from coming unto me, such as the kingdom of God. We're not preventers here. We're aider and abettors, okay? We're not, we're not trying to stop your little kids from coming to Jesus Christ. He's saying, well, I don't know if they understand it, because there's churches right here, right around this area, who say, no, listen, after you've kind of gone your own separate way and you come back, they're presupposing you're going to have sow your wild oats and all that stuff, and that time you can, get, you can get baptized when we see that you're for real. Again, they've made... They've seen things in Scripture that I haven't seen. Oh, you want to? Here's water. Do you believe? I, you know, I, I think, I don't, like I said, I don't want to play around with Scripture. I don't want to add my own kind of things to it. Do you believe? If thou believest with all in heart, thou mayest. And the Ethiopian eunuch he fills in the blanks he answers and said i believe that jesus christ is the son of god so mom dad how old do your kids have to be seven do we have any seven-year-olds who believe jesus christ is the son of god i bet so say well i don't believe perfectly yeah neither do you <laughs> neither do i i'm the teaching you think i understand the trinity you think i i've got that all down I, i've you know got all my he they understand it somewhat what about a six-year-old? Certainly not a six-year-old. I don't have a problem with six-year-olds. What about a five-year-old? Listen, we can go down as low as you want. We don't want to baptize infants because I don't think they understand. And besides, the word baptize means to immerse. And figure it out. Well, that's the faith of the parents showing that, well, okay, if you belong to that church, belong to that church. I, I, I don't see it scripturally. I think, I think parents do exercise faith every day. I think, uh, you know, um, um, dedicating children, that's, that seems to, you know, like Hannah did, I think that seems more scriptural, in line with scripture. I have any problem with that. Uh, I'm not going to immerse a baby in water. I'm just, that's, and, but when the baby's old enough to say, when he's a young person, they say, yeah, I want in. Yep. Yeah, we do that. And then the other problem, the other end, so like, okay, I get saved when I was 20, you know what I mean? I ain't a little kid anymore. I, get, I got that water poured on me when I was a baby too. But when I get saved, I'm like, hey, I want everyone to know. I want to make it. And I, and I was kind of like, you know, the one pushing. And so they had that, you know, baptism where we were going to church. And they had the classes because, you know, we can't. They went over the Bible with us. That's not a bad thing, you know. So... That was all fine and good, and we got baptized together. That was cool. Remember that? 
His water. What are we waiting for? I love that. I love this. Because, you know, this is, don't overlook this. Philip is like, angel of God, hey, go to this. Gone. Spirit of the Lord saying, okay, I want you to do this. Gone. Now, it's passed on to the Ethiopian. He, he gets it. He, he understands that he believes something, and this activity has to follow that. Because I know a lot of people believe, but you wouldn't be hard-pressed to see any Christianity in their lives. Oh, yeah, I believe. But, well, yeah, show me. You know, demonstrate it. Acts. Um, Acts. James chapter 2, you got faith? Well, show me with your works. I mean, it's not that we work our way to heaven, but faith that saves looks like something. Well, with the Ethiopian here, it looks like baptism. And he says, yeah, I want to get baptized. We've got water right here. Uh, I believe, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. That's to say, Philip baptized the eunuch. We got that. And when they would come up out of the water, let's say some of the videos got this and some of them did not, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip that the eunuch saw him no more. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? You gotta read that again? Yeah, 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 yeah. The Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip and the eunuch saw him no more and he went on his way rejoicing. That's to say the, the Ethiopian eunuch went on his way rejoicing. Wait, what does that look like? This is the rapture event. Saying, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. He caught him away. It's the same that we see in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up. Harpazo is the, the Greek word. It's the same word here. Okay, he wasn't caught up. He was caught sideways. He went to Azotus. Anyone know what Azotus means? You got a gloss there? Thief. You mean like thief in the night? Hey, I can't make this stuff up. You're saying that really says that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a picture to us what rapture looks like. Now you see me, now you don't. And is that going to happen? Yeah, at a, at a future, probably very near time. And, and here's a picture of it. And so he went to Azotus because he could send an angel. I mean, you know, Philip listens to angels. Or you could just take them, pluck them, and put them here just because... He's God. He'll do whatever he wants. Obviously, and here, I'm, I'm sure Philip's on board, but Philip's already shown his commitment to do whatever the Lord wants him to do. So Philip's founded Azotus. That, by the way, is Ashdod. It's, it's Ashdod now, by the way, if you, you're wondering. It's, it's um, one of the cities of the Philistines. This time it's not. There's no Philistines here. Philip was founded at Azotus, and passing through, he preached in all the cities until he came to Caesarea. So here's Philip, you know, okay, Ashdod, Azotus, sharing the gospel, talking with everybody, telling them about the Lord. Did he have wild success like he did at Samaria? We don't know that. Is he baptizing people like he baptized the Ethiopian eunuch? Ostensibly, some people are getting saved and some are getting baptized. So what happened to the eunuch? He went away rejoicing. That it? That the end of the story? Can I give you some, what I think is the end of the story? And I think, I'm not going to try to like read too much in a scripture, but he's, he's, he read Isaiah 53. Let's go back to Isaiah 53. You think he stopped? You think he stopped? I, I, I have, listen, I'm, I'm way out on a limb here. You can saw it off from under me if you want. I think he read the rest of it. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Is that that much of a stretch? Uh, Uh, 
Isaiah 53, let's read that, okay? Who hath believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form or comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Speaking of Jesus Christ, he hath no form or comeliness. Was he GQ model? No. No. Or is that talking about when he's on the cross? Possibly, maybe even probably, because the whole thing's about his, his crucifixion, if you will, and his, his death, and then his resurrection. It's all here in Isaiah 53. Or is that talking about like we see him on the cross and we're like, yuck. Uh, yeah, I think so, but I think even Jesus pre-cross, I mean, I mean, was he gorgeous? I don't think so. Was he stately in his appearance? Nope. Uh, regal? Uh, if you think a cop and a from Nazareth is regal. Now, I have Jesus like, you know, as a, like a blue-collar guy. He's our blue-collar savior. I said before, he's got a Carhartt tunic on, steel-toed sandals. He's a builder. That's what he does. He's, he's got calluses on his hands. He probably looked like any other Jewish man of the, of the day. Super handsome, just Oh, no, he hath no form of comeliness that we should desire him. He, he didn't look kingly. He's, as a matter of fact, he was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows uh, and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and he's carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. He's going through all this stuff. Yeah, it's because he deserves it. Oh, uh, no, no, no. No, no, no. He hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Remember, his justice was taken away, as we'll read. He doesn't deserve griefs and sorrows and paying the penalty for sin. He doesn't deserve that. We, he's, he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. We did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. I've uh, talked about this a thousand times. Uh, who crucified Jesus? Well, the Romans, they didn't. No. Well, it was the Jewish leaders. In the, no. I mean, come on, we, we have to understand this if we understand anything. He was wounded for our transgression. Jesus on the cross because of you. Jesus on the cross because of me. Well, Jewish, uh, uh, Romans, stop it. This is what Scripture tells us. You can't gainsay God. You'll be a liar. Don't you understand that? He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was, was upon him. And praise be to God with his stripes we're healed. Because all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. Oh, not me. I am super Christian. Stop, please. Well, like sheep, we're prone to wander. We all know that. We've turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Is, uh, he is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shares is done, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? Well, what do you mean? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. Cut off out of the land of the living. You mean dead? Yes. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked right? And with the rich in his death, 
I'm wondering if, if, if when Joseph of Arimathea is bearing him, uh, uh, Nicodemus says, hey, Joe, that's you in Scripture. That's, that's, that's who they're talking about right there. Is that talking about Joseph of Arimathea? Of course it is. Isn't that incredible? Uh, uh, because he had done no violence. He, 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 made his great, it, it was, he was with the rich in his death because he had done no violence. Neither was any deceit in his mouth. He's crucified. He's cut off out of the land of living, but not because of anything he had done. He had done no violence. Neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, it's exactly what it was. Yom Kippur happened on that day. When you shall make him... When, when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he's the Passover lamb, he shall see his seed. Jesus has seed? You're looking at it. Look in the mirror, you'll see more seed. He has offspring? Yeah. Uh, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days. What do you mean? Resurrection. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Now, I have too numerous to go into. All the blessings that are derived from you are because of Jesus Christ. I can enumerate them. It would take me forever. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. Is the payment that he made worth it? Well, if you ask him, yes. <laughs> this is remarkable to me. I think I'm not. And he says, you are. I'm not worth anything, Lord. He says, you're worth the blood of my son. If you're the only one who ever sinned, I think the cross would look exactly the same, just for my sins, just for your sins, if you're the only one who ever sinned. And Jesus wants it that way. He, he shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify everyone, no many, the many aren't the, the most. We're, we're still the few, but many. You, the church worldwide is, is, a, is a big number through all the ages. How many is that? Uh, Boku. I don't know. A lot, right? He shall, he, shall, uh, uh, he, he shall justify many. Well, how's he going to do that? For he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall... Divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgression. The transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession, intercession for the transgressors. Uh, so he's reading. Would he stop? He went on his way rejoicing. So he gets to, to chapter 54. It's not broken in chapters at the time. He's re reading the next thing. Sing, O barren. Oh, that's me. Eunuch. No, you know, right? I, uh, I'm not going to ever have, I can't pass this on to my family. I mean, there's no, uh, I wish I could go home and tell my wife and kids this. I can tell the queen. She already knows, I don't know. I don't think so. I think he's going to. But sing, O barren, thou, thou that didst not bear, break forth in a singing cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. So will he read that? Would that be a blessing to him? Uh, listen, I can't read all this all the way through here, although I'd like to. Chapter 55, is he still reading? 
Yeah, I think so. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye by me. I think he's still sopping. What is he's reading this? I think he's still wet from his baptism, and he's reading, yo, everyone that thirsteth, hey, that was me. Do you see yourself in Scripture? You're supposed to. If you don't, I, I, I see why it would be a very tedious, hard, unenjoyable task. Uh, are you everyone that thirsts? Because I sure am. I hunger and thirst after righteousness. I read a verse, I guess I say, and I put myself right in the middle of it. Does God invite us to do that? Of course that. Uh, everyone, am I everyone? I'm, I'm someone. Everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, he's like, I got a lot of money. Well, you don't need it. Come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Leave your wallet at home. We don't need it. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread and labor for that which satisfieth not? And he's reading all this. Is this a blessing to him? I'm sure it is. He'd get to chapter 56, wouldn't he? I, I, I'm assuming. Thus saith the Lord, Keep ye judgment and do justice, for my salvation is near to come and my righteousness to be revealed blessed is the man that doeth this and the son of man that layeth hold of it that keepeth the sabbath from polluting it and keepeth his hand from doing any evil here he's being challenged by the spirit of god neither let the son of the stranger wait son of the stranger i'm ethiopian this is me neither let the son of the stranger that hath joined himself to the lord is this this is is this a reading is this guy here a son of a stranger who's joined himself to the lord Does God have to say, hey, you, I'm talking to you. He he knows he's talking to him. Did did God put this here for this man's benefit as well as your benefit and my benefit? I think so. Isn't that just incredible and crazy? So he's going to talk to him now. Neither let the son of the stranger that hath joined himself to the Lord speak, saying, the Lord hath utterly separated me from his people. Well, he would think that because he went to Jerusalem, and they said, here and no further. You're not Israel. You, you, you on the outside, well, we'll take your money, we'll take your offering, we'll let you, we'll let you buy a lamb, we'll let you sacrifice, we'll sell you a scroll, but here and no further. And God's saying, oh, wait a second, neither let the son of the stranger hath joined himself, the Lord speak, saying, the Lord hath utterly separated me from his people. Neither let the eunuch say, wait, what? Neither let the eunuch say, wait, what? Are you, do you, are you excited with me? Is this incredible? I, this, is, this, is, this is incredible. Uh, uh, neither let the eunuch say, I'm a dry tree. Why would a eunuch say that? Because they're a dry tree, no fruit, no prodigy, no, no children to bear their name after them. Hey, God said, don't say that. Don't talk like that. For thus saith the Lord unto the eunuchs that keep my Sabbath and choose the things that please me and take hold of my covenant. And he, I'm sure he's paying attention to this point. I'm sure the Spirit of God is talking to his heart. I'm sure he's so excited he could probably barely stand. I think he's shouting to everybody these verses. Don't you think? And what does God have for him? Even unto them will I give in mine house and within my walls a place and a name better than of sons and of daughters, Here and no further? No, God said, not at all. I'm going to give you in my house, within my walls, a place and name better than of sons and daughters. You're closer than them. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. What's the eunuch's name? I don't know. God knows. His name is never cut off. 
I'm thinking at this point he's doing the happy monkey dance. I think he's worshiping God. I think he, this is how Scripture works. It's life. It's life-giving. It's, it's, it's everything that God wants us to know, everything God wants us to enjoy. You know, there's times when we have to challenge you. I have to. And it's th- sometimes I get to, to bless you, to thrill you. It, but much of Scripture is that way. Listen, see a commandment, obey it. See a truth, believe it. You see a promise, claim it. It's all for us. And I, I just, look at, this is our God. Ministering to the lowest, ministering to the outcast, ministering to everyone who would have him. On Wednesday nights we're reading, you know, David's out in the wilderness and he's running away from Saul and Ball, God brings to him 400 men. Remember the three types of men that we read in Scripture? Huh? Outcast. Okay, those who were desperate, in debt, stressed. They were stressed. Uh, It it says, I can't remember. But the the stressed out ones, okay? Uh, The the ones who are in debt. We all have a debt that we can't pay. We all we all have a debt that is too much. We all and and of course, David is a picture of the son of David, his greatest son, Jesus. And who who comes to him? The stressed out ones, the in debt ones, and the ones who are discontent. King James, you content with this world? Really? You've had your fill in this pigsty. Jesus will give you a name that will never be erased. He's, he's saying, yeah, sons and daughters, that's all fine. Come closer. I got places for you. You haven't even, I got blessing for you. I've got, are you standing o- away from God? That's, that's on you. I'll draw close to me, he says, I'll, I'll draw close to them. Well, I've done this. And he knows all that. He knows all that. Did, I, did you not read, when you're not paying attention to Isaiah 53, he's wounded for our transgression, he's bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes we're healed. Okay. I'm done. I, I'm running out of time. I, guys, come and uh, send us out of here and out of here and uh, song. The rest of us will stand. I'm going to ask you guys something. I don't want to ask this. You guys raise your hands when we pray. Can, can you this time? Say, well, that won't do anything. It'll just make you that much closer to God. Can you? Can you? Our great and glorious and wonderful Father, we thank you and praise you for this great salvation you have given to us. Lord, we want to take hold of the things for which you have taken hold of us. We want to appropriate them onto ourselves. So we read this incredible story, Lord. We just look at your great goodness, your graciousness, the riches of your mercy. We praise you for being a prayer hearing and a, a, a loving Heavenly Father. Bless us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.